cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert. The story. Headline. The spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin. Welcome to this edition of Cover Story. I am here all by myself. <laughs> That's the stumbling. I have a phenomenal, phenomenal guest with us. Unfortunately, David McGinnis, president of PR Web, and McJolly will not be able to, to join us today, which is very sad for me. So I'm going to um, I'm going to try having a little witty repartee with myself before I introduce our guest. I'm pretty good at talking to myself, so um, that's what I'm going to do for the next moment. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of an update, some cool things that are happening around here. We've got some new killer shows that we're launching. The first one is coming this Tuesday. It's actually a relaunch of one of your favorites. It's Affiliate Marketing Today. So anyone that is in the affiliate marketing space or interested in getting into the affiliate market space, we have brought you the absolute leader in the affiliate marketing world, which is Commission Junction. They've taken uh, two of their top brass, and uh, they will be coming to you every week, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and uh, give you a true insider's look on affiliate marketing, maximizing relationships, strategic positioning, um, and really using all the information that that awesome organization has to help you meet and exceed your goals with your affiliate marketing programs. Ah. <sighs> I'm not used to doing this alone. So you know what? I am not going to wait any longer. Um, we've got a great, great guest with us today. Um, he's actually a, a Beantown buddy, which I absolutely and positively love because, as you all know, I'm a Beantown girl. And uh, he is the Senior Vice President of Arnold Worldwide. His name is Barry Silverstein. He co-penned with uh, Fran Kelly III, who's the President and COO of Arnold Worldwide. Um, a phenomenal book called The Breakaway Brand, How Great Brands Stand Out. This book is unbelievably well-written. It has um, case studies that apply to virtually every marketplace and every form of media. So I strongly encourage that you guys go out and purchase this book. But before you do, you can now get the insider's look because we have Barry Silverstein live with us right now. Welcome, Barry. Hi, how are you? Great to be here. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. We're alone, Barry. I'm, I'm, used to, I'm not used to this. You, you, so I know. It, it's, it sounds like you're going solo, huh? <laughs> you know what? But I think I've got a great co-pilot with you now. All right. So it's you and me and no Mick and, 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 uh, and David just trying to hone in on the attention with you. So Well, so much the better. Absolutely, absolutely. So first of all, you are. I'm from Marblehead originally. I'm sorry? No, don't be sorry. I didn't hear you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm from Marblehead. Oh, you're from Marblehead. Mm-hmm. Great. Yes, I know Marblehead. What a great little town. Isn't it phenomenal? Maddie's? Yeah. Have you, fortunately... Uh, I've done, no, I've been there, and the, uh, I, I, love, I love the seashore in the summer. Y- yes. So does uh, everyone else. All the boats. All the boats. You know what they say literally in Marblehead Harbor, for those of you who don't know, uh, Marblehead is supposed to, supposedly um, the sailing capital of the world, which I, I very proudly uh, accept that. Um, in the summertime, literally, you can walk boat to boat across the harbor because it's so <laughs> jammed with sailboats, which is pretty incredible. So, Barry, for, for those of us listening, could you give us a little bit of background as to who you are and a little bit about Arnold Worldwide? Sure. Um, 
I, as you said, I'm a senior VP here at, at Arnold Worldwide, and um, it's a very interesting agency. It's one of the top 20 agencies in the in the country, and um, basically, it's an advertising agency that does, um, as you might imagine, both advertising and what we would call 360 marketing, which really is every form of of marketing: advertising, internet, promotion, um, and so on. For some. Uh, fairly well-known brands. Absolutely. Like the USA USA Today, I believe, is a client of yours. Mm-hmm. Vonage is a client of yours. Vonage, correct, yes. Timberland. Yes. Hands, which, uh, you know, coming from Boston <laughs> makes me happy. Right. McDonald's, Mobile ESPN, Ocean Spray. Um, so you guys cover a myriad of, of different market segments and industries. Yes, we do. Which, which good for you, which is phenomenal. Pfizer, P&G, um, Let's start talking because you, you've, first of all, this is not the first book that you've authored. Right. You've also authored, um, let's see, you've got the brand breakaway. You also have business to business internet marketing. Correct. And, um, and uh, another one which was uh, focused on, on technology companies, um, internet marketing for, for information technology companies. Which is, which is phenomenal. And that's a lot of your background, isn't it? Yeah, um, I actually started in the business uh, on the direct marketing side and um, focused originally on on business to business and got into the internet marketing area um, many years ago. You know, when it was really just kind of emerging as a marketing uh, a marketing space. Um, and then coming to Arnold, I really started to see the um, the value of of branding and working on the you know kind of on the general marketing side, and that's how I got involved in writing the Breakaway Brand with uh, Fran Kelly. That's phenomenal. So could you give us f- first your definition of true brand marketing? Sure. Um, when we talk about brand marketing, we really talk about taking um, a brand, either a, an existing brand or a new brand, and kind of putting a public face on it and making sure that, that um, the public understands what's great about that brand and that they have a, a very positive perception of that brand. And by the way, that can be done for large brands, small brands, new brands, old brands. It's really, um, you know, it's really the, the principles are, are fundamentally the same for everybody. Which is, which is so very important. So let's maybe take a step back as well and start, and start talking about, you know, because the interesting thing is, I mean, you look at someone like Gucci, for example, who, you know, for many years was touted as sort of like the old ladies company. Mm-hmm. So you can put a new face on an old brand, which is... Yes, I- exactly. And as a matter of fact, um, the breakaway brands, as we call them, are the brands that reinvent themselves year after year. Gucci is a very good example of an old state brand that did just that. They kind of became much more contemporary. Um, and a, a brand that that is great and breaks away does that year after year. They find ways to appeal to a new and emerging public, and that's an important aspect of, of great brands. So maybe let's start, let's, let's take perhaps one case study, maybe a company mm. that everyone knows, and let's talk about how to formulate that, you know, how you create, um, you know, how you position yourself in the public, how you differentiate yourself, how you become that breakaway brand. Because at the end of the day, I don't care if you're a Fortune 500 company or you're a company that's just starting out, sometimes when you're so deeply immersed, it's hard to see the forest through the trees. Right, and you've done tremendous research on a lot of companies that have that have managed to become a breakaway brand. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one really great example that everybody can relate to is uh, Apple, and uh, yeah, Apple is an interesting story, and we we cover it fairly extensively in the book. 
Um, most people know that Apple started out as a computer company, and of course they were they were famous at one point for introducing the uh, the Macintosh computer. Mm-hmm. Um, what what they may not realize is that Steve Jobs, who was originally the CEO of Apple, um, actually left the company for a period of time, and many believe that's when the company kind of lost its way. And Steve Jobs then came back to Apple, and when he came back to Apple. Um, things started to change, and he introduced a campaign. It was actually an advertising campaign with a headline um, that, that said, Think Different. And what was interesting about the campaign is instead of advertising computers, he, he, he had the advertising agency uh, who was working with him at the time um, show pictures of, of famous people, people like Gandhi, for example, with the headline, Think Different. And what he was really getting at was, um, you know, you ought to be thinking different. You ought to be working with a company that thinks different. And the reason I'm telling you this story is because that advertising campaign was really, in in many ways, um, indicative of the way Steve Jobs was thinking about Apple. Because he went back, he looked at the marketplace, and he started to reinvent the company. And one of the outcomes of that reinvention, which we all now know very very well, is the iPod. Mm-hmm. Steve Jobs basically took a computer company and pretty much turned it on its head <laughs> and created what, in essence, is now a consumer electronics company building the iPod, um, you know, which pretty much single-handedly reinvented Apple, turned it into a darling again, uh, caused its stock price to shoot up, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know... And, and made it a brand new company, a, a brand that, in fact, uh, was not only cool, but has now become part of the culture. You know, we even le- use words like podcasting. Um, uh, well, we do here. I mean, that's, sure. a, that's a huge part of our business. Exactly. Is, and is and as you know, it, it, really, it really was an outgrowth of, um, you know, creating the, the iPod in the first place. So here you have um, Apple as a brand name itself, first being associated with computers, and now, um, and certainly in the minds of youth, um, as with all of us, being associated with consumer electronics. And it's an amazing reinvention story of a brand. Tremendously so. And I, and taking that story back, because what always intrigued me, and and I think that this is such a great example, too, like if you look at Macintosh Apple in the beginning years, what they did was they invested a lot of money into high schools. And colleges. Yes, that's right. So what they did was they got these people addicted. They got kids, right, <laughs> in a positive way, addicted to using their computers. So that when they went off to work, they said to their employers, "I that's what I'm trained on. This is what I'm used to. This is what I this is what mm-hmm. I consider to be the best of the best." Henceforth, now they were making money on the back end because as this generation grew up, they grew up knowing only Mac and Apple, and they did a great job of really positioning themselves in the advertising world. And to this day, they're still very strong in the educational market as mm-hmm. well as a result. Um, so, yes, the brand did infiltrate, if you will. They infiltrated youth right right at that point. Right. Get them while they're young. Get them while That's they're right. young. And talking about getting while they get them while they're young, um, there's really no really good segue from, from that line. But let's go take a quick commercial break, and I'll be right back on Cover Story with our featured guest, Barry Silverstein. 
Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help you thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. E-Commerce Marketers, listen up. E-Com Expo, the virtual trade show for search, affiliates, and interactive marketers, is now completely free for all attendees. Imagine all the benefits of a top trade show coming to a PC near you. April 4th through the 6th, more than 7,000 of your peers will be there, making it the largest trade show for e-commerce marketers in the world. The entire event is 100% online, virtual, and free. So register today at www.ecomxpo.com. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey everyone, this is Brandy Shapiro Babin, and I am joined with my illustrious featured guest today, Barry Silverstein of Arnold Worldwide, and also the best-selling author of Breakaway Brand: How to Gra- How Great Brands Stand Out. Welcome back, Barry. Thank you. <laughs> so we were talking about get them while they're young. Get them while they're young. Like that's one approach, but that's mm-hmm. also an extremely. I mean, that was not a cost-effective way for a lot of. Or that was a very expensive way an extremely huge commitment mm-hmm. that Apple made in order for them to have their breakaway brand, if we're looking at it, for, for posturing it from that position? Yeah, I think you could say that. Um, on the other hand, uh, you know, if, if, if you're working with a brand and you're trying to come up with a long-term strategy for its success, you make that kind of investment over time. So it really doesn't seem like all that much money, you know? True, true. Now let's talk about, if we could... Uh, um, you know, w- when companies are coming out, because you've had a lot of, like, Vonage, you've got a lot of examples in here. You've got, you know, Vonage, you've got Virgin Mobile, mm-hmm. who, through Citus, were actually being distributed on Virgin Mobile, which is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got a lot of new uh, new brands coming out into the marketplace. And someone like Vonage, who, voice over IP, for example, was a very new concept. Yes. And they did the predominant amount of their advertising, I understand, through Internet marketing. Yes, initially that's correct. Okay, and now we're beginning to see, now all over the place I'm seeing TV commercials and all of this, but they gained their traction and probably yep. got, they probably took a litmus test as well. Right. Through internet, just b- over the main fact that all of their business was being done over the internet. If you don't have, for those of you that aren't familiar with Vonage, it's a voice over IP phone system. It's actually, we, I have it. <laughs> it's very, I really like that. Um, I said goodbye to Ma Bell. <laughs> she doesn't like me. I don't like her. And we, I, have, I have a great experience with Vonage, but Vonage is, um, in order to use Vonage, you have to have broadband. Right. So, like, that was that made sense for them to test the marketplace out through advertising on the Internet. How did they start to create that brand and create that kind of a trust? Because that's a huge thing for people to give up. 
Yeah, in, indeed it is. Um, and, and Vonage is a very good example of kind of an emerging brand um, that started out from scratch with, you know, as you might expect, virtual, virtually no awareness at all. I mean, who knew, who knew what Vonage was or, or anything like that? Um, what happened with Vonage is, um, and, and this, again, is true of a lot of breakaway brands, they had a really terrific proposition. They had a terrific proposition to the consumer. And, you know, you've taken advantage of it, so you understand uh-huh. it. But the basic proposition was, why should you pay all that money for phone service when, you know, we can give it to you for uh, 25 bucks a month, unlimited calling, um, literally unlimited local long distance wherever you want to call. And it's all done over the Internet. So it became fairly obvious from a media perspective if you had to have broadband to use the product, namely Vonage, um, you also would be, you know, a great target audience if you were on the internet in order to use it. So, um, you know, the internet itself was was a fairly um, no-brainer type place to go in terms of advertising. The difficulty, however, is even though internet uh, users tend to be um, heavy technology adopters, Vonage mm-hmm. still had to convince them that this was a good service and that this really but, would but, pay off and really would work. So you know? how did they do that? How did they, how did they gain, gain that credibility and trust? Well, the first thing, and that's a great question, the first thing the brand had to do was simply get awareness for its name and, and really attract a very large number of early adopters to start to um, believe that, that they should even try the product. So they did one of the most basic kinds of direct marketing offers um, imaginable. They gave away a month for free. And to this day, that offer is still being used. But they, you know, they essentially said, without obligation, you can try this for a month, absolutely free. Mm-hmm. And, and the, uh, you know, the power of a free trial um, still today works very, very well. That free trial offer kind of became the linchpin of their promotional plan, and they supported that very heavily with um, Internet marketing to the extent that they became, in effect, in, in effect the largest uh, online advertiser. You know, the, and, and month after month, they were the largest online advertiser. And once they built up a very large base of people who were trying the one month for free, mm-hmm. obviously the product had to be good and pay off for those folks. Absolutely. Well, many, many, many of them converted at a very high percentage because, again, the proposition was so compelling. You know, most of these folks, just like us, would find out that their their monthly phone bills were, you know, upwards of 50 or $70, and here they could be getting the same um, the same service and, in fact, better right. service for, you know, for $25 or something. So um, people started to convert and become customers, and it was just this um, oh, about uh, four, five or six months ago that Vonage re- reached um, a million lines, you know, um, and became the largest, the largest uh, uh, vo- voice over IP telephone provider, and now, by the way, is ready to file for an IPO. Wow. Um, Which so is they certainly built their business. What, one of the interesting side parts of the mm-hmm, story mm-hmm. is as, as you're building the business or as you're building the brand and, and people are getting excited about it and more and more customers are coming on, what you really want to do with a brand is you want to keep the momentum. So uh, they decided only after they acquired all these folks via the Internet to, to go with traditional media. And now, um, you know, they happen to be an Arnold client, but you'll, you'll see television commercials for Vonage and 
um, one of the one of the um, creative approaches for those television commercials was to position people who paid too much for their phone bill as stupid. And of <laughs> right. course, you don't want to be stupid. You want to be smart. Absolutely. So you're going you know, to use Vonage. Right, right, which makes a lot of sense. So how, when did you, I mean, were they a client from the very beginning with you? Yeah, actually, um, Vonage, Vonage did become a client very early on in their existence. And uh, we, we've been very proud to, of the work we've done for them because we literally did help, help build their, uh, their subscriber base to a million users. That's phenomenal because because I'd like to go back then if that's the case and start talking about, you know, here you've got, I mean, I really think Vonage, Vonage has something great. And at the end of the day, they've got a great product. Like you said, you know, mm-hmm. you have the, the month trial. And if the month trial was a horrible experience, not only would people abandon it, but then, you know, the viral effect would be pretty horrendous as well. Correct. So they have a great product. They, they do have a great product. Which is phenomenal. How did you start, like, creating that value proposition how did you start to position them how you know how long did it take from an awareness standpoint for the program to start to gain tractions what was some of the pitfalls in the original positioning well usually what happens with a client of that nature is is they themselves have to be um, forward thinking you know they they have to be uh, if not intuitive marketers they have to at least know the right approach and and there at Vonage were people on the marketing side who really had a sense that their product was that good and that they really ought to take the risk of giving it away for a month. So, you know, I have to admit that they, they were smart to begin with and they were doing the right kinds of things. I think what Arnold brought to the table was um, kind of a sophistication in in the way they executed um, their strategy. And, you know, we also brought some strategic thinking to them in terms of the uh, the original stupid campaign, as we call it. <laughs> right. And um, kind of behind the scenes, the, um, you know, when, when, we, when we won the account, um, we actually had gone into Vonage with, with this, this notion of, um, you know, people are, are really stupid to pay too much for phone service. And one of the reasons we did that is because we were trying to take a technology product, which could be very complicated if you started to really understand, you know, what, what it is, absolutely. What it is, exactly. And we wanted to consumerize it. We wanted to put it into mo- the most basic benefit terms common. for the yep. consumer, you know, for a broad base of consumers. And we felt that the best way to do that was, you know, quite frankly, and this, this is somewhat of a risk, but frankly, to put all of the technology aside and and focus on the one thing that everybody could relate to, no matter what their level of techn- technical expertise. And that was, I don't need to spend a lot of money for my phone service. I'd be pretty stupid if I did. So we focused on the business benefit, or really the consumer be- benefit, instead of talking about the technology. And I think that was a big breakthrough for them. Uh, most technology companies, no matter how good a product they have, like to talk about their technology. Right, because it's the heart and soul of their business. Exactly. And when you so become, we basically yeah. said, don't talk about your technology. Talk about the basic benefit, you know, which is this, the fact that it's, it's really um, a great deal. And they, they did listen to us, and I, I think that was really kind of the, you know, the story behind the scenes, that t- turning it into a consumer product and a consumer marketing campaign. So... All right, so an excellent point that you're making, I think, in this to people is to, in order to, part of becoming a breakaway brand is, first of all, like, divorce yourself a little bit from the, the internal guts of your company. Right. Like, yes, you live and you work there and you're passionate about it and, you know, your, your technology people are phenomenal, but break it down 
to the lowest common denominator in what's going to appeal to the marketplace that you are reaching out to and what are and what differentiates you exactly and the um you know that universal message has to have very broad appeal because frankly for vonage to to make its numbers that you know they had to have a large a large quantity of consumers buying into this proposition you know whether they be young old rich poor whatever you know you want the, and the other point is um although broadband is very widely adopted today that's your only target market you know what i mean you have to have broadband to use it right so you're not you're not actually you're not actually advertising to every single consumer out there you're advertising to the consumer who ha- who already has broadband because that's a big barrier the other thing that was going on and is still going on um is because vonage was in an emerging market um, a lot of other vendors started to get into it. For example, now the cable companies are starting to offer, you know, what they call digital phone service, which is essentially the same type of thing. So now Vonage had that additional problem of, <laughs> you know, if I use a, if I use my cable vendor for um, right one stop you know, shopping, broadband, um, you know, maybe I should go with them instead of with Vonage. But you know, the interesting thing is that most of those cable vendors can't match Vonage's price. They just can't get that low. They can't do it that efficiently. Well, and so I would we say, still had the price proposition. Right. And plus, I would say just from a, a personal a personal note, having, and I have no issue saying this on here, having Comcast as my cable provider, mm-hmm. um, can I put this in a tactful way? They suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, I, I deplore the fact that like TV was supposed to be free. And if you wanted to upgrade <laughs> to cable... Like you would pay for that. Now I'm paying for it five times over, yeah. and they're not even you're, delivering. You're not the first person who said this, by the way. Right? No, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm not. I'm sure I'm not. And unfortunately, yes. So my my personal um, being like your average consumer, let's say, I'm already paying Comcast a ton of money for them to deliver a service that I would say like 25 percent of the time they're not properly delivering. Right. So yes, so that could work to Vonage's advantage. Yes. So. Yep. It, does it make is it easier for me to pay one bill and go with a a cable provider because it's one stop shopping? Sure. However, however, keep in mind, people, you don't know how many people have called us um, because we have a show called That's a Wrap on online, and it's really it's a customer service type show. So when people have issues with companies from a B two B perspective or even a B two C perspective, um, the show host is part of what they do. Will call these companies and record their conversations. They let them know up front that they're doing this and mm-hmm. work through whatever kind of issues they have because, A, it could be something that could be fixed very easily, which is a benefit to the company, um, but also, you know, it resolves things on both ends. And um, you don't know how many people call us, Time Warner, Comcast, the cable companies. They're charging too much. They're not mm-hmm. providing their services. And well, in many respects, they've kind of become the new telephone monopolies, you know? It's what the telephone companies used to be. You know what? Y- thank you so very much. I just had that conversation with someone else. I said, I thought they broke up a monopoly. And unless yep. you want to go to DISH, like to, or not even, or you know what I mean, to to um, to satellite? Yeah, DirecTV. Or, thank you. Yeah, satellite, right. W- where else are you going? Like, That's I mean, right. literally, and, and we're kind of getting off topic here, but, you know, I went. we went through the hurricane, d- you know, two hurricanes down here. And the the last one we had um, was so horrible, I can't even remember the name of it now. I, Wilma, thank you. Wilma, Hurricane Wilma. I was without my cable service and my internet mm-hmm. for two months. Wow. Two months, which, you know what? That's almost an okay thing, except for the fact that they lied to us continually. We tried to, oh, your service is coming back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It never did, just to get us off the phone. And they charged me for the two months that I was down. 
unbelievable. How dare you? How dare you? And you know what? There's no place else to go. They don't care about the customer service because where are you going? The only thing. Well, that, that's what happens. Um, and and by the way, that's that's an issue for brands that, in some respects, uh, the monopolies don't have to worry about. You know, and that was that was a big complaint about telephone companies when they when they were still a monopoly, mm-hmm. and now they're becoming a, mon- a monopoly again with AT and T doing what it's doing with its acquisitions. Um, but the fact is that that brands, again, great brands have to care about their customers and they have to have uh, an eye towards great customer service and you know the monopolies don't necessarily have to because there isn't a lot of competition right which is which is a sad thing but it's nice to see that Vonage is giving giving them a run for their money and I think that they will stand out because I mean I I have to say and then let's move on from Vonage but I've had nothing but um, an excellent experience from Vonage well, that's that's a nice testimonial. Yeah, it, well, it is, and I also maximize. I think my usage in that. I mean, I it's a you can take those numbers portably wherever you want. Right. So I take it. I mean, I've taken that. I've actually taken my phone number with me to Prague. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's great. People are making a local phone call for me, and I can also differentiate between my personal calls and my my business calls. Mm-hmm. So that's terrific. What I'd like to focus on, Barry, I'd like to take another quick commercial break. But when we come back, because a predominant amount of um, of our listeners are internet-based companies or have a huge um, presence in the internet world. Mm-hmm. So I wanted us to focus a little bit on some um, some case studies that are focused on the internet world and talk about that awesome concept of viral marketing sure. in today's Breakaway Brands. We'll be right back with Barry Silverstein right here on Cover Story. You're brilliant, brilliant. at creating innovative ideas, ideas, building brand value, and increasing customer loyalty. But when it comes to measuring, testing, and optimizing every online interaction, you need help. In the fast-changing new world of marketing, the web is where it's happening. Where it's happening. That's why a powerful online marketing performance management solution is the next major evolution for web trends and for you. Web trends. Web trends marketing lab. You bring the art. We'll deliver the science. Learn more now at webtrends.com. Raising your ad inventory profits to the next level today is as simple as xy7.com, the only affiliate network giving you top payouts daily. Plus, you'll enjoy over 100 fresh high-converting offers, your own xy7.com debit card, good anywhere, and true 24-7 dedicated support. Our affiliate managers even sleep with their Blackberries. So why run your ads anywhere else? Let your site work harder for you today with xy7.com so you won't have to. Increase your organization's bottom line with unique, highly effective, permission-based email solutions from Exact Target now. Discover why more than 4,000 organizations worldwide rely on Exact Target's on-demand software for strengthening customer relationships and controlling email throughout their enterprise. Get superior technology and support for bottom line business impact with Exact Target. Visit www.exacttarget.com today. Katie Kempner. Katie 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 Kempner. Advertising industries right on the forefront, and including people that cover these industries. So, what I'd like to do is, what I'd like to do is, what I'd like to do is help you make your job easier. What I'd like to do is, what I'd like to do is, what I'd like to do is join me each week, two o two two o'clock on Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Intersection of advertising and PR. Katie is on the radio. 
Katie, are you on the slim? Katie's are just demonstrating, so won't the real slim Katie please stand up? Please stand up, please stand up. Cause I'm slim Katie, yes, I'm the real Katie. Are you on the slim? Katie's are just demonstrating, so won't the real slim Katie please stand up? Please stand up, please stand up. Right here, right here, right here, right here, right here, right here, on webmasterradio.fm on the Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Cover Story. My featured guest today is Barry Silverstein. He's a senior vice president of Arnold Worldwide, one of uh, the most prestigious advertising agencies in the world, as well as best-selling co-author of The Breakaway Brand, How Great Brands Stand Out. Welcome back. Thanks, Brandy. <laughs> Were you dancing in your seat to little Katie commercial? I was. <laughs> We're trying very hard to be a breakaway brand here. That's very clever. Thank you. It, that's that's actually our production staff. They're really they're really creative. If you lock them in a room long enough, <laughs> and you don't let them out, boy, do they become creative really quickly. <laughs> anyway, so um, let's 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 delve in a little bit deeper, and let's talk about companies who are trying to launch themselves in the online space. Mm-hmm. How they can differentiate themselves. Um, you know, in, in creating a breakaway brand. And then let's talk a little bit about viral marketing because that's so, like, hip and hot. Sure. And, you know, you sound like a really hip and hot guy. Oh, absolutely. Thank you very much. I'm always <laughs> right. Or I'm usually right. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Um, you know, what's happened on, on the Internet side is um, actually a lot of the, uh, the, the staid major advertisers are now in Internet marketing. So um, they've recognized its value. They've recognized how tremendously powerful this really can be. And some of the things that they're doing um, are really breakthroughs. Uh, and, and, and actually, they've been doing it for longer than people think. For example, um, a lot of people uh, in the Internet world are aware that, that BMW did a whole series of movies a couple of years back that mm-hmm. ran exclusively on the Internet. Absolutely. And, you know, that was, that was a pretty big thing. Um, most people are also familiar with... Um, the now infamous subservient chicken right. campaign, <laughs> which, um, and to your point of viral marketing, it actually did launch virally. That was never promoted formally. It was promoted via Internet pass-along. Um, and that, that silly little website, which was created um, actually to promote a Burger King chicken sandwich, right. um, reportedly generated a million hits in its first 24 hours. So um, it became you know, an, an enormous success um, overnight, just by being passed around from person to person. Absolutely. Well, you know, we're big friends. We're big fans of Crispin as well. Mm-hmm. So, w- which is tremendous. But let's talk. So, how do you, like, let's say, from what I understand, let's say from the subservient chicken, it was re- mm-hmm. it was a very very smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was a crapshoot. It was also totally. a very like inexpensive crapshoot. How how do like I mean, you've got so much experience, and I'm looking at. You know, the, you brought up the BMW, you know, in your book, you mentioned the Mitsubishi during the, you know, the Super Bowl, giving people, you know, putting people on a cliffhanger and then driving them to a website afterwards yes. to see what happens. Yes. How, how, like, how does one um, develop a viral marketing campaign? How do you know, like, okay, great, we're, we're taking a crapshoot, but how to position it, how to posture it, how to seed this? That's a really good question. Um, you know, some of it, I have to admit, is um, just instinct. Uh, you know, a lot, of, 
a lot of the really great advertising people have a really good instinct about what's going to work and what isn't going to work. And then some of it is luck, you know, to be honest. They're just in the right place at the right time. Um, but I think a great example, uh, actually, of an organization that has done some amazing things, and it turns out that Arnold actually works in partnership with Crispin on this client, um, is an organization called the American Legacy Foundation. Mm-hmm. And they're responsible for uh, a program called Truth. And Truth is um, an anti-smoking campaign that's been, you know, really quite, <coughs> quite famous over the years. Yeah, absolutely familiar. Good. Um, well, it's, it's actually targeted then, as you know, to youth and, and to teens. And the reason I bring it up is because a lot of what Truth has done has been over the Internet and, and uh, virally done, and for obvious reasons, because their target audience, you know, is such a tremendous user of, of, the Internet. of, of electronic mm-hmm, media. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and Truth has, has not only used the Internet very effectively, but they've also... Um, made some real inroads into, you know, um, using instant messaging and, and, uh, and using the cell phones in terms of text messaging and so on. And um, this is the type of organization that is so plugged into the youth culture that, as a matter of course, it would have to do this. Now, one of the things that they did that was kind of subservient chicken-like in okay. its own way is okay. a couple of years ago, Truth actually ran um, a a spoof ad on the Super Bowl, and it only ran uh, one time during the Super Bowl. Um, and they made up a, a, a fake organization called Shards of Glass. Oh yes, and they pe- yes about swallowing glass. Yeah, do you remember that? No, I read it in your book. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> well, it's, it, at least you read it. Uh, but it's a, it's a great story, and the reason it's a great story is because the organization was um, supposed to represent. Uh, a tobacco company, you know, so it was very, it was a very tongue-in-cheek commercial, and this, this supposed CEO was talking about his company that made um, freeze, freeze pops with shards of glass in them, you know, <laughs> and the point was, um, you know, he could, he could, he could never get away with this, but the tobacco companies are getting away with this. Well, the reason that it's, it's an important story to this conversation is um, on that on that ad, at the very end of the ad, was a web address for the Shards of Glass website. Okay. And it pointed, um, you know, it only ran at, at the end of that ad, and um, it pointed people to this website. And, of course, the website was a spoof as well, but it started to tell the story of, of who Truth was and what Truth did. And, um, and really, it was almost a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing of, you know, come look at this website, and then you'll learn what we really do. Well, that thing just got an enormous uh, amount of traffic right after the Super Bowl ended, just from that one ad. And one of the reasons this is important is because um, using Internet marketing uh, or, or online advertising in and of itself is not necessarily always the best strategy, but using it in combination with other media and making the media work together so beautifully mm-hmm. can really just give you an, an, you know, a tremendous lift on, on, your, on your marketing. True, true. Like, I mean, something that, you know, we do here at, at Webmaster Radio is we're affiliated with a lot of large conferences. Mm-hmm. And people are back to, I think, for a while, conferences, you know, people started pulling back from doing conferences because they were doing business on the Internet. And then realized at the end of the day, doing business on the Internet is phenomenal. But yet, being able to hear from your peers, you know, press flesh is, like, there's nothing that can truly replace that. Um, so we try to give companies the opportunity to rise above the clutter prior to going to a show so that they're getting extra exposure prior to going to a conference, then exposure during the show, 
and then after the show as the dust settles. Exactly. We call that we call that media integration, and that's exactly what's going on. And um, you know, frankly, that's a very smart thing to do because right now you have to be able to get a consumer to notice your product and your brand in many different places. You don't know where they will be at any given point in time. You know, um, and and the other important thing, which is a real challenge, is to be able to keep brand and and message consistency across all these different yes media. yes i that i'm big in big with is, is keep being uniform in your in your presence because you Not want an people easy to, thing to do no i mean because you you know you'd like to uh you know make sure that, that your husband can recognize you in in the dark and in the light right same thing with a brand yeah absolutely and um <coughs> one of the great things that's happened with the internet is as people um uh, become much more um, aware uh, of, of broadband technology, what you're seeing on the internet is um, marketing messages that are getting closer and closer to the real multimedia that we all know and love. You know, so it looks a lot more like TV and movies than it used to, um, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, now, how would you? You know, the interesting thing is you take someone like Vobel, trying to say Virgin Mobile together. Um, look at that. There you go. We just rebranded them. Um, <laughs> go on. But like Virgin Mobile, who, you know, they have they have an advantage because Virgin has always reached out to youth. So they've been able to take all of the information they've had from, you know, Virgin Records, et cetera, et cetera, and aggregate this so that when they position themselves in the marketplace, and, and I'm, I'm gaining this from your book, so tell mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. When they went to position themselves in the marketplace with um, their their wireless service, they wanted to reach use because Richard Branson, he's cool, he's hip, Virgin Music is cool and hip, and they already had a built-in distribution, so -hmm. to speak, to reach out to these people. But you start getting into this whole, um, you know, the chat groups and and getting the kids actually to start promoting it for you. Mm -hmm. How does one start to get into some of these subcultures that are like, that are truly the engines for a lot of these different marketplaces, whether it be youth or whether it be technologists or what have you? Well, these, these uh, marketers are very smart. Um, it looks like they're doing it by accident, but certainly they're not. They do a, a tremendous, typically they do a tremendous amount of audience research, and they really learn, and you know, if they're smart about their consumers, they really learn where their consumers go, what their consumers like, how their consumers interact, how their consumers buy, um, and what a what a company like Virgin Mobile finds out is um, you know where the right just the right places are for them to um, to to really use marketing in a smart way. The other thing companies like like Virgin Mobile do is they rely heavily on um, on buzz marketing, you know. And you're hearing a lot more about this, and some of it is on the internet, and some of it is out in, on the street, quite literally. Right. But you know, they'll use special events and promotions and um, all kinds of things that cause people to take notice of mm-hmm. them and and um, bring them to the to the surface in a way that they wouldn't normally uh, be there. You know, Richard Branson is not not above doing some really wacky and wild crazy. Stuff. Right, right, absolutely. And you, you mentioned in your. I think you guys also you, you just deployed the first ever Buzz marketing campaign. Yeah, we we have worked with a, a firm who also happens to be in Massachusetts called um, Buzz Agent. Um, and uh, they they have an interesting business model. They actually go out and get people. They you know they essentially pay people 
um, to promote products. And these aren't people who are doing it in an underhanded way. They're, they're telling people that they're promoting these products. Right, you right. know, but they, they get sometimes tens of thousands of people to go out and talk about products. And, you know, a, as you certainly know, um, products are only things. When people start talking about them, they kind of bring the the products to life and you know one person talks to another and another talks to another now in the youth market peer pressure is incredibly important you know <laughs> yes. um, my my daughter had to have a um a cell phone that you know that took pictures i thought it was completely unnecessary but all of her friends had one so she had to have one you know yep. that pressure being exerted by her friends and therefore the pressure being exerted to her father becomes pretty intense you know absolutely but we all did it like this is now payback yeah. It really is payback because we did this to our parents too. Like when I was growing up, I had to have alligator shirts and I had to have, you know, I mean, there are certain things that like, unfortunately you have. Well, it, it's true. And in the technology world, you'll, you know, you'll find that there are things that uh, um, are so important, like, like, you know, like that, 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 that kids will really um, clamor for it. And then it becomes uh, a major thing. Now, one of the other things before we get off the topic of Virgin Mobile, mm-hmm. one of the other things Virgin Mobile did that was very clever is they looked at their youth marketplace, and by the way, they're they're targeting a 15 to 24 age group, so it's fairly young. Mm-hmm. But they looked at that youth marketplace, and they said, you know, this is not a marketplace that's going to buy cell phones the way other people do. So they really pioneered um, the the uh, you know instead of the contract, the pay as you go service, right. um, which most other cellular providers could not do and make money on and Virgin Mobile figured out a way to do that and and you know they've done quite well they now have uh actually they acquired over 3 million customers in less than 3 years so they've done extremely well and and then adopted them to a, into a contract plan well no they still they they still do the pay as you go type of model for um i believe all of their business i, I they may still have you know they may have adopted a contract plan but i know they still do pay as you go and it's been successful for them Interesting, interesting. So, and they've been able to outbeat because I know companies like like Singular, for example, has a pay-as-you-go. I think they call it a Go phone. Yes, that's right. Um, so, how are they able to differentiate themselves there? Just the fact that the marketplace that they're reaching. It's the marketplace they're reaching, and it's the way they've promoted themselves. They've done some very aggressive things. They've done some advertising that um, people, you know, even think is somewhat questionable in terms <laughs> of being taste, you know, tasteful or not. Right, right. Um, but, but they. Very similar to Truth, um, their their brand, the Virgin Mobile brand, is is a uh, kind of a, an iconoclastic brand. You know, it's a brand that really um, fights fights against society, if you will, um, and and has kind of a an anti-establishment type feel to it. And uh, I think it's paying off. I think you know it's resonating with kids. Absolutely, because like you said, and that's a fortunate or unfortunate thing, but once again, bringing it down to lowest common denominator, what can kids identify with? What they can identify with is other kids and being the same. In order to be the same, you have to have the same stuff, Yes, so to speak. And I think kids really relate to it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because that's, you know, we don't want to be normal. I think at our age, we've finally gone to the point where, you know, hey, I want to have my own identity. Yeah. But You, you did make the point before, though, and it is important that um, Virgin also traded on its previously known brand identity, mm-hmm. which, you know, in the case of a Virgin st- Superstore, for example, or Megastore, or whatever they call it, that, you know, that was important, too, because they were already selling music to, to the marketplace. So let me do this. We need to take one more commercial break, and I 
God, the time is just running out. Barry, say I always like berries. Berries are <laughs> always too long. <laughs> I do, I do. We're going to take one more commercial break, and then I'm going to have to ask you to come back again because this is not enough time. Okay. And then I'm going to make sure Mick and Dave aren't here again because I want you all to myself. <laughs> I love Mick and Dave, but I mean, am I not? Like, I really like Barry. This is a cool thing. We'll be right back with Cover Story. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, textlinkads.com. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearch searchmedia.com today. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. $6 million, $2.2 million, $4.4 billion, $6 million. Then just kicking ass with the main name. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty, Monty, Monty. And uh, what, what's, uh, what's been your highest domain name sale? How much money was it for? It was approximately $144,000. About 150 grand. That's correct. Okay, great. You have had eBay by rent.com and shopping.com for a combined $1.4 billion. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty, 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 Monty. the master of your domain. Literally, probably 90 days after buying it uh, for $80,000, Interbrew bought it for $7 million. We appraised the property and helped get it sold for $3.4 million. It was the most valuable asset that they had, $6 million or $10 million on a domain name. When we sold autos.com for $2.2 million, people thought it was nuts, too. <laughs> domain Masters, only on Webmaster Radio. Be the master of your domain. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, guys. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin back with Cover Story, and our featured guest today is a Barry Silverstein. Senior Vice President of Arnold Worldwide and the uh, best-selling author of The Breakaway Brand, How Great Brands Stand Out. Discover the secrets behind 50 of the world's most successful brands. Ah, Welcome back. This is what a great interview. You've got so much awesome information to impart on our listening audience. Thank you. Oh, thanks. It's been a pleasure. This has been really wonderful. I, we're beginning to run out of time, and I, there are a, a bunch of more things I really wanted to, to uh, tap into with you. Let's see what we can't get through now what we can get through i should say now and then may i ask you to come back in the very near future sure will you come back in the very near future i will good 
Because I realized I could ask you to come back, but that didn't actually mean that you'd accept. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I just wanted to be clear on that. Um, So, but we're talking about, so now if you don't have, like if you, if you are a new emerging technology or you've just got this killer product, whatever it is, and you don't have, you know, you're not coming from a place where, um, like a, like a, a, like a virgin, for example, or you're not coming from, you know, a heritage brand that's just looking for a facelift. If you are a new company looking to um, become a breakaway brand, mm-hmm. like a Vonage, what are some of the key elements in, in helping to deploy that? And when you're looking at some of this, this new media, let's call it, like even when you, you know, advertising on a radio network, whatever, it's very hard sometimes to measure ROI. Mm-hmm. Is there sort of a, um, is there an equation that you put together for clients in order to help them or, or that you've seen done to help them measure their ROI when it comes to this non-traditional media? Um, the short answer is yes. Okay. Um, I, I, can't, I can't get too specific because it actually does vary by client. Mm-hmm. Um, the first question that a lot of people will ask is, how much money should I invest? And generally... Um, there isn't a single answer to that either, but what you do is you, you benchmark your competition, you benchmark some of the category leaders, um, you benchmark what, what other companies with similar brands might be spending. You know, you take a look at that, and you start to break down what your um, investment strategy might be and what, where, you know, where you ought to be putting your money in terms of media. Mm-hmm. One of the great advantages of the Internet is um, even though it's so popular it's it's still you know in relative terms um uh, very affordable mm-hmm. um especially if you use some of the techniques that are more common today such as search terms and so on so um if you start to put your money into the internet i think where where people have to focus on in terms of roi is is understanding that um the internet and probably even more so than other media, really is very measurable. If you put the right kinds of um, techniques into place mm-hmm. so you can measure things, you'll be able to find out quickly, are you getting leads, are you converting leads, are you getting sales? Um, you know, for example, the companies that are using, and this is a very simple technique, but the companies that are using the Internet as a, a funnel to get a lead in and then qualify the lead via something like a, a landing page, not mm-hmm. just a web, you know, a website, but a landing page that's, that's specific to that. That's, yes, qualifies that. Mm-hmm. that that's going to make a big difference. Absolutely. So, you know, simple techniques like that, and then much more complex techniques, um, you know, like like fully integrating media and um, and putting in um, special analytical tools, you know, to actually figure out what you're doing with this stuff. I mean, you can get down to, uh, and believe me, Vonage does, you know, you can get down to ex- exactly how many uh, leads and sales are being generated by a particular um, ad or, or a particular banner, for example. Oh, absolutely. And, and especially, and that's something uh, we're, we're actually having a special on that sponsored by ClickTrax. Um, oh, great. Are you familiar with ClickTrax? Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're actually sponsoring it because it's so very important, especially considering, you know, the, the, the big Google Mm-hmm. Um, class action suit that was That's settled, right. you know, that these, you know, web analytics may not sound sexy, but to me it kind of is. <laughs> oh, it's crucial. It's absolutely crucial. Well, um, it's cru- and the great brands are doing it. You know, mm-hmm. believe me, they're doing it. Sure, they're doing the image stuff and the branding stuff, but they're also doing that. They have to be. Well, you need to know because, first of all, like, you may think that an ad is a great ad, and it may be a great ad, just not in 
in, in not positioned this way. So the web analytics really offers you the opportunity to see what's working and what isn't working. And you just have to have a bit of tough skin because sometimes things aren't the way you think they are. So you need to be able to like aggregate that data, take a look at it and say, you know what, this may not be working for us, but now I know what will. Well, believe it or not, one of the people we just hired here at Arnold is a cognitive scientist. I read that. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, uh, that's one of the reasons. Um, there, she joined our integrated analytics group you know, to really do some in-depth analysis of, of why people are responding and how they're responding. Which is, which is so very important. And even like navigating around a site, who's spending time where? Where is oh, your absolutely. abandonment rate? How can you actually put into place more mechanisms so that people don't abandon Mm-hmm. Is it price? Is it is it trust? Do they not want to make you know um, orders on the internet? Do they want to speak to a hard body? Do they you know oh, that was very a, true? You know, so this is all very interesting. My goodness, Barry, we're out of time. That's unfortunate. It is extremely unfortunate. <laughs> I'm going to be. <laughs> we're actually going to be in Boston, um, April 18th through the 20th. Uh-huh. Um, we're also the official radio network for Webmaster World's PubCon. So perhaps we'll have the opportunity to have some clam chowder together. That would be great. Um, and prior to that, I um, would love to be able to invite you back for a part due because um, Mick Jolly and David McGinnis are two brilliant men and run a phenomenal company. And um, I think they would lend a lot to this conversation. And I think we've just scratched the surface. In great. Regard. Be great to talk again. That's phenomenal. Um, hey, guys, everyone, you should really go out. I, I was captivated by this book. I'm... I'm I really strongly suggest, as does, which is an interesting thing to point out. Oh, my God, almost all of your competitors, <laughs> which is really lovely, also endorse the book. That is a lovely, lovely thing to do. So go out and get the book, you guys. You can look at big brands. You can look at small brands. But you can see the cool things that companies are doing to keep make themselves a breakaway brand, keep themselves a breakaway brand, both in traditional and non-traditional media. Um, For those of you listening to the network, please do not forget to continue tuning in for the rest of our day with our awesome uh, live show lineup. You can also receive us in podcast format and mobile casting through, um, well, you can just go to the front of the site and I'll show you how to do that through (laughs) Citus and um, and Melodio. So we will be back next week. And uh, thank you again, Barry Silverstein. This is a great interview. Thanks, Brandy. Nice speaking to you. Ciao. Radio travels to the exotic far reaches of the world to uncover the answers you've been searching for. Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma with your mystical host, Good ROI, Greg Island. Let's now travel through the dense jungles and burning hot sands of the desert and into the treacherous dark caves of the web and listen in on a preview of Good Karma. Tell me, oh great sage, I am new to the internet. What do I need to know? Hello, Dr. Jones. I will take you to the Well of Souls and into the great city of cyberspace, where I will teach you everything you need to know. Whether you be a newbie or an experienced internet explorer, you will find the answers you seek every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Good Karma. Here, please hold my snake. Not snakes. I hate snakes. Find your good karma every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, only on Webmaster Radio. The destination for education and entertainment.